Well, we know that God does lead us by his hand. At least that's what he wants to do, isn't it? He's always stretching out his hand, reaching out to people and saying, come, follow me. And the essence of that is then when he gives that offer is, do you trust him? Will you follow him? Will you do what he is asking you to do and where he is leading? Well, when we're studying the book of Jeremiah, and and we're going to be in chapter 17, make sure you turn there. This prophet Jeremiah, he has a message to take to the nation of Judah, uh, and it's, it's not a pleasant one. It is a message that, that he's saying God has held in his wrath for too long. That's the message that God says through Jeremiah. I've held in my wrath so long, I can't hold it anymore. And so you, you who think you're my, my people, and you are my chosen people, but you are about to go into exile. Bad things are going to happen to you. The sword is going to come. Calamity will come. Um, famine will come, uh, and some of you are going to die in the field, and you're going to be left in the valley, and no one to bury you, and uh, some of you are going to be taken away into captivity, and there's a reason for all of this, and the reason was they hadn't let God lead them. God was stretching out his hand, and they said, no, we're going to do things our way. They were simply not trusting God. And the question is going to come to us. Do we trust God? Or do we trust our own stuff? Do we trust our own ways? Do we trust others and men to take care of us and to do what we need, take care of what we need? Or do we trust God? That brings us to Jeremiah's chapter 17. We're going to start in verse number 5. And the essence of this, I have just turned it into questions. And and the first question is, what brings a curse on a man? And they were about to receive this curse. Well, what brings a curse on a man? Verse 5, thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind and makes flesh his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord. For he will be like a bush in the desert and will not see when prosperity comes, but will live in stony waste in the wilderness, a land of salt without inhabitant. So here is a description of one who is cursed. And what brings a cursed? Five, verse, verse number five is so very clear. The one who trusts in mankind, who makes flesh his strength and his heart turns away from the Lord. That is what brings a curse on a man. And it starts with not trusting God, but trusting, um, trusting in others, you know, and in the, in this context, Jeremiah is, is preaching to the people who, uh, you know, he's told them over and over again, Babylon is going to come and take you captive. That's the way it's going to be. But, Instead of uh, thanking and giving in to God's plan, the people came up with a plan of their own. And at the time of Zedekiah, who was the last king, 
uh, he, instead of just submitting to Babylon, which God had already said you should go ahead and do, instead of submitting to Babylon, he reaches out to Egypt. And so he trusts mankind. He says, Egypt, let me make a deal with you if you come and protect me. And how do you think God's going to think about that? Instead of, uh, instead of people turning to him and relying upon him and trusting him, if they reach out to another nation. And that's what God's people did. They trusted that plan. They were hoping in salvation coming from Egypt. They trusted in mankind. So um, the one who is cursed is one who trusts in mankind. One who is cursed is one who makes flesh his strength. You know, that idea of making uh, flesh his arm, that's the idea of his strength, if, you're, if your translation has, uh, makes flesh his arm. You know, you, folks, we're, we can do all kinds of things, can't we? Mankind can do, uh, send a man to the moon. We can do anything we want to, um, even all the way back to the Tower of Babel. Man set his heart on something. He set his mind to something. He could, he could do whatever he wanted to. That's what God said. He could reach Reach to the heavens. God had to humble him. You know, so we need to humble ourselves. We need to not seek in deliverance from our own selves. We need to trust not in mankind. We need to not trust in our own strength. Because when we do those things, when we trust in others, or when we trust in our own selves, that's when our heart is already, it's clearly has already turned away from the Lord God. So that is just going to bring a curse. Verse number six describes this curse very well. It gives a picture of a curse. It's, a, it's like a bush, and I imagine this isn't a very pretty bush. It's a bush in a desert. Um, it will not see prosperity. It's never going to bear fruit. Um, it's going to be just around this wasteland. Is that what you want for your life? Do you want to live in a barren wasteland? God doesn't want to bring a curse upon a man. God doesn't want to curse any of us. And so we have to simply trust God. At this time when Jeremiah is preaching, God's people turn to help from Egypt. But what, what do we turn to today? When we're in trouble, when we're in, and that's part of the problem too, is we don't turn to God until it comes to trouble. We don't turn for help until we, until things get bad, but who do we turn to when those troubles come? And if we don't even turn to God in the troubles and in the difficulties of life, then we're obviously not going to turn to him during the easy times of life. So what do we, when trouble comes, when we need help, where do we go? Well, so many uh, today and in the midst of the, the political season, we, can, we know that many people turn to government, you know, and that's why we want our, want our guy in, in the office. You know, people want a particular set of people or a particular philosophy in office, and a lot of times is because that is the one who has the answer to our questions. He's the one who can lead us. She's the one who will provide what I need, whatever it is. 
We trust, we, we can't put our trust though in mankind. We can't put our trust in government systems. And a lot of times it's, it's, we're really not that much different from God's people who were turning to help from another nation from Egypt. And we're, we're very similar to that in that if we have a problem, instead of going to God and seeking help from God and trusting God to get us through it, we'll turn to another man. We'll turn to a government. We'll turn to a system. And we're always focused on help from that. Even in this sense, you can extend it even to our jobs. We think about our jobs bringing in our money, you know, and that's why we have jobs is to make money. And that way we provide for ourselves. Well, if we're, if we're trusting that money to get us stuff so we can survive, we're leaving God out of the loop. Don't do that. Grab hold of the hand of God. Let him lead you. Let him be your strength. Trust in him. Don't turn to anyone else. When you, if you're thinking about the, some of the big questions in life, when you're looking at those big questions like, who am I? Why am I here? What's the meaning of life? Where can I find happiness or contentedness? Where can I find those things? If you're looking to the answers in anything on this earth, then you're going to end up empty. You're going to end up with life in the wasteland. You're going to end up bearing no fruit. You'll end up with a curse. So let's not be like the one who has a curse upon him. So then the question is, well, what brings a blessing to a man? What brings a blessing? And that is clearly shown in verses 7 and 8. So let's read there again. Here is the contrast with the cursed one. And this is God holding out a, a, you know, to his people who were living as ones under a curse. He's saying, but I'll bless you if you'll just do this. So listen. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green and it will, be not, it will not be anxious in a year of drought, nor cease to yield fruit. Now, did you get a picture of Psalm 1 as you read through that? I hope Psalm 1 comes to burst into your mind. And I want to, uh, well, I better not get ahead of my outline. First of all, verse number 7. What brings a blessing to a man? And it is simply this, is trusting in the Lord. You know, he who trusts in the Lord and his trust or his confidence, This because this, this verse um, kind of threw me. I was like, whose trust is the Lord? How did, that A little bit different language for me than what I'm used to. His trust is the Lord. I thought that was strange. But if you understand trust is confidence, his confidence is the Lord. 
Our confidence isn't in ourself. It isn't in an earthly system. It isn't in mankind. It isn't in my strength. It isn't in someone else. It is in the Lord. That's where I have my confidence. And that is the kind of person who is going to be blessed. And then continuing on, the, the blessing uh, will be the same as is promised in Psalm 1. Now I can turn there, and I'm really anxious to look at this. I hope this is a psalm that, that makes sense to you. I hope it's a psalm that's, that's in your mind. It's just a beautiful picture of what we need to follow. And it is very much like Jeremiah uh, chapter 17, where we're studying, is that there is a contrast between one who is going to be cursed versus one who is going to be blessed. Um, and I just want to focus on here. I think I just had a few verses um, picked, picked out. Oh, it's, it's six verses. Let's read it all. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither, and in all he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous, for the Lord knows and listen to that, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So there is a stark contrast between those who are evil and those who walk in the ways of the Lord, those who trust in the Lord, those who, when God reaches out his hand, they take hold of the hand and say, I'm with you, God. I know you're very clear with me where you want to lead me, where you want me to go. You grab me by the hand and you're pulling me, walking with me side by side through this life. You show me the way and I'm going to trust you. And when I do that, I will be blessed. And now listen to this next point because back to um in verse number eight talking that, that took us to psalm one so chapter 17 of jeremiah verse number eight notice in there is that the blessing will be the same as is promised in psalm one and even when difficulties come and they will the man who trusts in the lord will not fear but will still yield fruit Still going to be yielding fruit. So here it is, this, this idea of the tree planted by the water that has these green leaves and is constantly growing. The, the, the roots are going. They're finding their way to that source of water. They find their way over to the stream. They're by the stream, and they have to reach to get that source of water to provide life for it, that eternal life that's going to come got to reach over and grab it because really your the tree is all surrounded by still an arid region as you think about this the tree the reason the tree planted by the water it extends its roots to the stream it's because the water isn't in the soil 
he's still, this tree is still in an arid region. The soil is, it's not like our trees around here. You know, I know a drought around here can cause problems for a tree. Well, it, and where this, this tree planted by the streams of water, it's always a drought around. That's why it has to reach to the streams of water. There is a stream nearby. It's planted by that stream. And it reaches over and it gets the water. In other words, we live in a dry and thirsty land. And we have to reach and make sure that we get our source of water from the only one who can provide it. No matter how deep down you dig, you're not going to find the water. You got to reach to that stream. And that is God. This life is tough. Some, some days are going to be worse than others. Some years are going to seem like they drag on, you know, and that one thing comes after another and you can't get a break. Sometimes when you're doing the Lord's work, it might seem like it doesn't bear fruit because I'm thinking of right here in this book of Jeremiah, he was doing everything that God asked him to. And you know what it brought? Trouble and difficulty persecution, beatings, being thrown in prison. Sometimes our life can be like that. And when God has taken us by a hand saying, you know, come with me, he's leading us into some really difficult things. Jesus was the perfect example of that. Life isn't easy. Don't expect it to be. But if you will trust in the Lord, he will provide you the water that you need to survive so that you can bear fruit. In Jeremiah, I want to back up to chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4. Uh, let me just read verses uh, 4 through 8. I'll cut it down just a little bit in view of the time. So this is how Jeremiah's ministry began when he was probably fairly young. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you and I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, alas, Lord God, behold, I do, I do not know how to speak because I'm a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth because everywhere I send you, you shall go. And all that I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. So, Jeremiah was going to be on a mission, and a very, very difficult one. He was going to be uh, going into going through a, a very much of his life, much like going through a desert. Uh, it wasn't going to be pleasant. But at the end of verse number ten, you do see that God's plans for him was to ultimately to build and to plant. But that's after he had to tear down and destroy. But he was going to build and plant. God had a plan. God was going to bear fruit through Jeremiah. 
but much of the time, much of what he did didn't always seem like it was working out like Jeremiah would have liked it to. So that's the blessed man holding on to the God of to the hand of God and going with him through difficult places in order to bear fruit. And I ask the question for us today, what fruit does God need us to yield today? And do we fear that task? And I, in my mind, I'm thinking of reaching the lost, just as Jeremiah was called to take the message to those who were lost. And here is the message we're looking at, is that he is going to declare curses upon those who didn't trust God, and he's going to declare blessings for those who will turn to him and trust him and put their confidence in the Lord. So are we going to do the task? Jeremiah was willing. Are we willing? Jeremiah was faithful through it all. And if you've been reading the book, you know how difficult it was for him at times. Are we willing to get out of our own comfort zones? You know, that's part of the, the trusting in our stuff. Well, we've got what we need. You know, God's, God's with us and God's blessing us. And I make it to church on Sunday. And boy, isn't this, even in the midst of a pandemic, we're so blessed we get to get together online. That's how much God cares about us and blesses us. We're certainly a blessed people. But that takes us to the next point. So let's go to verse number nine and i have to make the 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 point because there's a reason why i kind of interpret this the way i do god has just compared for us a cursed man versus a blessed man and i think the question as we get to verse number nine then the question to these people and the question to us is going to be which one are we and there's a warning in this. All right, so consider, are you blessed or cursed? If you uh, consider that thought, and that's the main thought of the lesson then, are you blessed or cursed? Now that we know the difference between the cursed one and the blessed one, are you blessed or cursed? Think about that and then read verse number nine. And it says, the heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give to each man according to his ways, according to the results of his deeds. The message here is this, is that we need to take caution because the heart is deceitful. The heart is misleading. Whatever answer you come up with, uh, this idea, if you come up, are you cursed or are you blessed? If you say, man, I'm blessed, I know God, oh boy. Watch out. Be careful. Take heed because the heart is more deceitful than all else. The heart is desperately sick and who can understand it? We don't even understand our own ways. We can fool ourselves and deceive ourselves into thinking we are right with God. And that's true of all Christians, no matter, uh, no matter how good your theology is, if you've got all the doctrines lined up and you're right, you got it all figured out, if that were possible, 
we have to take heed and take caution because if we if we get all of the doctrine right, we got it all figured out. We know what we should be doing, but yet our heart is not really trusting in God. We could be deceived and the judgment could come. We're going to be judged according to the results of our deeds because God truly does know our heart. We might get fooled into thinking, hey, I'm the blessed one. But really, I am the one who is cursed. I haven't trusted God like I should. So consider this and think about this. Take caution because your heart will deceive you. The Lord does know. The question comes, who can understand it? The Lord does understand the heart. He knows the heart and mind. And he's going to judge you. So you better make sure that you are following his ways in every way. That means getting your doctrine right, the things that you practice and what you do, get it right, and make sure that your heart and mind are with him. The final encouragement then in that regard is the encouragement that God himself gave to these people who most of them, they were all fooling themselves thinking, no, we're right with God. We're God's people. And his prophets are saying, peace, peace. And God, and they're saying, Jeremiah is a, is a liar and don't trust him. And, and they were all, all those people who believe those false prophets were wrong. They were fooled. Their, their hearts were not right. And they were deceived and they were deceiving others. But Jeremiah 6, 16 says this, Thus says the Lord, stand by the way, or stand by the ways, and see, and ask for the ancient paths, where the way is good, and walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls. The difficult path that God has for us, where he is leading us, and being our source and our strength, where he is our confidence, he's our strength and shield. Trust him. Believe in him. Don't ever give up on him. Don't ever get comfortable with things in this life. It's one of the joys of the, the difficulties that we've experienced in this election. It's, we, we realize no matter who wins or who loses, it doesn't matter because this world is not our home. And we'll understand these things better later when it comes to pass. But right now, just put your trust in him. Be willing to give up all for his sake. And that starts with giving him your life. Christians, let us do that better. Let's follow God faithfully and do all that he asks us to do, no matter how difficult it is. And that starts, uh, for first of all, for getting into the word and understanding the, these old path, these ancient ways that God has for us. And not thinking about everything in the world. It's like progress, progress, progress. Technology, political, we got to be more civilized. We're civilized more than we've ever been in the world, you know. All that stuff is just, it's just junk. Turn back to the old ways. Follow the old paths that God has for us. The things that Jesus pronounced, the way Jesus walked, let us walk with him. Christians, we need to do that better. And if anybody is out there that is not a Christian, uh, know this, is that the, the blessing is, it's offered through Jesus Christ. 
If you want to be a blessed person, you give your life to God, give your life to Jesus and walk with him. And he has great plans for you. He has fruit for you to yield, something for you to accomplish in life. And that's growing in Christ yourself, bearing the fruit of Christ in your life and sharing his good news with others. If you want to be a part of that, you you find a way, you reach out to one of us today. Get your life right with God because the Lord knows the heart. He knows you've messed up. He knows your mind and he will judge. But if you give your life to Jesus, he is the one who can save you. So seek the ancient paths. Trust God always. Trust not yourself. If you need to respond today, won't you please do so? And we're going to encourage you to find a way to do that. And we're going to sing this song to encourage you.